Good morning and welcome to our Saturday edition of Daily Word and Prayer. This is Saturday morning, March 27th. I'm so glad you're along with me. If you're with me for the first time today, a special welcome. I hope that you will join with us every day as we get into the Word of God in prayer and we uh, allow God's Word to have an effect upon our lives. I'm Tom Short. love to teach the Word of God and I love this community that is developing here and I'm glad you're a part of it. So if you're new, make sure you hit the subscribe, the notify, and uh, and also go to my email website, or my, my excuse me, on my website, tomthepreacher.com. Subscribe to my daily emails where you'll be able to keep up on these things that we're talking about here, okay? So we're going through the seven I am statements of Jesus found in the book of John in which, um, in which Jesus really makes the claims to deity. I'm the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the door. I'm the good shepherd. Uh, I am the the uh, resurrection and the life. And today, we want a very controversial claim, one that Christians talk about a lot. As a matter of fact, this is one of the more common verses that we Christians refer to when sharing the gospel. And it's found in John 14 and verse 6. Jesus is, he's soon going to die. He's soon going to go to trial and crucifixion. It's going to be over for him. And uh, at least in this earthly sense, and as uh, the disciples think of it. And Jesus, um, uh, you know, he basically says, I'm, I'm the way. You know, follow, follow me. And Thomas says to him, Lord, you know, you know the, Jesus says, you know the way where I'm going. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know the way where you're going. We don't know where you're going. Jesus keeps saying all these things in kind of a little bit of mystical form or a little bit keep them on suspense. Jesus, we don't know where you're going. You keep saying you're going away. We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And he says to them in verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, can I be honest with you? This is this statement in our multicultural, pluralistic society, particularly here in America, where we believe any religion's okay and whatever you believe is all right, and all that matters is that you have faith. That doesn't matter what your faith is in. It doesn't really matter what you believe. It's just that you have some sort of faith. And as we're becoming more and more of a globalistic culture, and globalistic world, you know, you got to realize there's other big religions out there besides Christianity. And are you saying or implying, if you say that Jesus is the only way, are you implying that, well, what's that mean about these other people? And if you come right out and say it, if you come right out and say it, uh, this is like some of the most offensive things that you can say in our day is that Jesus is the only way. So the question is, should Christians say it? And I think the answer to that begins by asking the question, well, is it true? Is Jesus really the only way to God? What about, uh, what about a Hindu, a Muslim, a Buddhist, an atheist? What about someone who has a different religion or no religion at all? What about if they're a decent person? I mean, there, there are plenty of people of other religions who are just as moral, it seems, from what we can tell, just as nice, it seems, from what we can tell, as Christian people. Are we really saying that they are that they can't go to heaven? Are we really saying they're lost? What, what, what's really being said here? And this is a, a question that uh, uh, in our day and age can seem extremely 
narrow, bigoted, closed-minded. So is it true? I'd like to start by simply saying, yes, it is. And it's a question we ought to, and not only is it true, but it is something we should be saying. And here's how I say it. When I'm on campus and people say to me, Tom, do you think, do you think uh, people of other religions are going to go to hell? I usually say, well, I mean, usually when I'm asked this on campus, it's not a sincere question. It's a loaded question. It's one designed to marginalize me, make me seem like I'm, you know, uh, kind of an extremist weirdo or whatever. So I usually say, I say, well, what do you think? What do you think I would say to that? And they usually say, well, you're going to say he's the only way. And I say, that's right. Or I say, well, why, why do you think I say that? And they'll usually say, well, like I said, because you're a closed-minded bigot, you think your way is the only way and you don't respect other people. I say, well, that's not really the reason I say it. I say it for two reasons. Number one, I say it because that's what Jesus said. Folks, we're not really at liberty to be changing what Jesus said. You never get ahead by trying to pacify or get approval with others by changing what Jesus said into making it sound more palatable to our modern-day culture. That never gets us ahead in the long run. It certainly doesn't get us ahead with God. And so we must say this because it's what Jesus said. John 14, 6, right here, I am the way. He doesn't say, I'm one of the ways. I'm a way. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, you're not, you and I aren't at liberty to change that. That's what Jesus said. But was Jesus being narrow-minded? Was Jesus being bigoted? Was Jesus being unaware and unrespectful un, um, of other religious ideas? Well, you know, you read the Bible and you don't find, you know, other religions are known in the Bible as idolatry. To follow other religions, the Bible calls those false religions. You and I aren't really at liberty to say that all religion is the same, all religion is equal, all religion is, is, basically teaches the same thing. They don't. The major teaching of Christianity has to do with Jesus. The major focus of religion has to do with how you, how you please, who you understand God to be and how you please him, how you can be acceptable to God. The focus here in in, of, of getting to heaven in, in every other religion is a matter of, can I be good enough? Or can I be moral enough? Can I do enough good deeds, enough good things, enough good rituals? And can I keep enough laws that will that God will let me into his heaven? That's not how it works with Christianity. In Christianity, we have we, there's a reason Jesus is the only way. And the reason is because Jesus solves the only problem. The problem mankind has, the problem each of us has, is we're separated from God by our sin, our rebellion. We have broken the law of God. The question, the question on the on, on the floor is, how does what does a sinner do? What does a lost sinner? How does someone who's broken the law of God get right with God? Do I get right with God by doing two good things for every bad thing I've done? 
Do I get right with God by bringing money to the church or the synagogue or the temple? Do I get right with God by performing certain rituals? The answer is no to all those. We get right with God through what Jesus did for us. Real clearly, the Bible teaches the wages of sin is death, Romans 3.23. The punishment of, Romans 6.23, excuse me. The punishment of sin is death. You can't overcome sin. You can't be forgiven of your sin. Sin requires a death judgment. And so saying, okay, I, I did wrong. I'll try and do some right. That doesn't make up for what we did wrong. All that can make up for what was done wrong was a death judgment, dare I even say, a blood judgment. Jesus is the only one who did that. Jesus is the only way because he's the only one who solves the problem. Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, Moses, any great religious leader through time, Abraham, none of them shed their blood for you. None of them died for you. None of them gave their life as a sacrifice for you. Only Jesus did that. This is why he is the only way. He's the only savior. He's the only one who can address our sin problem. To me, to, to claim that, you know, for someone to say that, that us claiming Jesus is the only way is bigoted and narrow-minded is kind of like saying, you know, you, you, you're sick and uh, you got cancer and the only way you can deal with this is to go see the doctor and have the doctor help you that's no more, you know, and, and no uh, doing some jumping jacks or running around the block or, or going swimming today isn't going to solve your cancer problem. That's not narrow-minded. The problem is cancer. Swimming pools and running around the block's not going to cure it. You need to go see the doctor and, and see what he can do. The doctor may have the answer, we hope. I'm not getting into the theology of that, but just the doctor may have the answer, right? That's not narrow-minded, that's just saying, I've got a problem, a health problem. You don't solve the problem by going swimming today. You solve the problem by seeing the doctor. We've got a sin problem. You don't solve the problem by trying to be more moral or self-righteous or, 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 or doing religious rituals. No, the answer to the sin problem is the Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave his life, died on the cross, rose again. That, my friend, is the answer. Is Jesus the only way? You bet he is. He's the only way because he's, he is the only one to solve the problem. Should we be saying it? My friends, we've got to say it. We can't just avoid uh, argument. No, we say it graciously. But we've got to help people understand that all the religion in the world never saved anybody. All the sorrow over sin never saved anybody. All the resolutions or reformations or trying to do it better never saved anybody. The only thing that ever saved anybody is Jesus. He's the Savior. He is the Savior of the world. He's our Savior. His death on the cross, the wages of sin is death. Christ died for our sins once for all, the just for the unjust. If you don't have Christ as your Savior who died for your sins, you'll surely have to pay for them yourself. And so is Jesus the only way? Yes. Should we say it? We've got to. It's what he said. It's what he taught. We must be faithful to it. And, and proclaiming is the only way. He is the only way. Is the loving thing to do. Even if a person gets upset, let's be gracious about it. But even if a person doesn't like it, 
we've got to we 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 don't want to rob them of hope simply so that they won't dislike us let's go ahead and pray and today we want to pray that Jesus being the only way that more and more people will recognize that and come to this point of salvation amen let's pray together father thank you for sending Jesus Christ your only son our lord and our savior he is not just one of many He's not just one of like many prophets or many messiahs. There's only one Messiah. There's only one Lord. There's only one Savior. Many religions, many who would say and teach and tell us what to think or how to live or what to do. But there's only one Lord, one Savior, one one, uh, Messiah. And therefore, we recognize there's only one way. Jesus, I pray that you would give us the courage to share this with people and the wisdom to know how. Help us, Lord, in a, in a world that wants to paint us who believe in the exclusivity of Jesus Christ and who accept Jesus, that we who accept your words to be true. And the world wants to paint us as narrow, bigoted, closed-minded, myopic, all these things. Our way is the right way. Everybody else is wrong. It's not what we're saying. Jesus, that's not what we're saying. We're saying your way is the right way. And anyone who disagrees with you, Jesus, is wrong. Your way is the right way. Your way is the only way. We thank you. Thank you, you have made a path of salvation to sinners. Jesus, your path, your way is open to anyone. Lord, some some ways, there's with some religions, there's no way you can get in if you're not good enough or wealthy enough, or give enough money, or do enough of this, or do enough of that. And some people, they've done things that they're written off forever for good. But Jesus, you said, whosoever will come to me, I will not cast out. And your way is open to all. You said that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him might never perish, but have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, that your door, the door of your salvation is wide open. We must come your way, but anyone who wishes to can come your way. You're a savior of the world. Thank you, Jesus. You're the savior of the world. Today, Father, we pray. We pray for a great salvation in our land and through the world. We thank you the gospel is always spreading. Lord, I... I, If we knew how many people had been saved in the last 24 hours, it would probably boggle our minds. Worldwide, perhaps hundreds of thousands have come to you. Your spirit is always working. You're never dormant. You're never asleep. You're always working. You're building your kingdom. You're adding to the church of Jesus Christ. We bless you, Father. We bless you, O Holy Spirit, for the work you do. We pray today in our land, Lord, it seems... Uh, it seems at times that people are so hard and lost. Don't let us believe that. Don't let us believe that. You said the fields are white for harvest, Jesus. You said they're white for harvest. They're ready to harvest. Lord, we know that whenever we sow the seed, there will be hard ground, thorny soil, rocky soil, but there will be good soil. We ask you, Father, to lead us to good soil. We pray there'll be more and more people who are good soil, that the land would be cultivated. And when the seed of the gospel is sown into the hearts of people, 
they would that the seed would find good soil and grow and bear fruit 30 60 100 fold we pray oh god raise up more and more believers in our land who are 100 fold 60 30 fold raise up more and more people who will bear fruit for your kingdom we pray help us not become discouraged and think the ground is all hard or thorny or thistly or or rocky because it's not Lord, lead us to open and receptive people. Go before us. Work to open up the eyes of the blind that they might see, the ears of the deaf that they might hear, the minds of the, of the, of the arrogant that they might humble themselves, their minds might be open to the truth and open up hearts to believe. We pray for open people, open eyes, ears, minds, and hearts that they might see, hear, understand, and believe the gospel. We pray for this. We pray for great revival in our land. We ask you to raise up evangelists. We ask you to raise up people who speak your word with great power and authority. We pray the people would follow not the secularist, not the humanist, not the, not the anti-Christians, Lord, that people would be following the, 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 the clear voice, the trumpet call of those who preach the word of God. Jesus, you said your sheep will hear your voice and will follow. Deliver us from false prophets. But might, might the shepherds of your sheep, might the under-shepherds who you raise up be heard loud and clear throughout the land, and might your sheep really follow those, the, discern the voices that are right, the voices that are truthful, and might they follow them faithfully as they follow Jesus Christ. We bless you today. We pray for this. We pray for our country. We pray, Lord, for our family, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, fellow students. We pray, Lord, for those we encounter just uh, briefly every now and then, almost accidentally it would seem, and we pray, Lord, for those who who uh, we, we see on a daily basis. Lord, open their hearts. Be working amongst them. Give us opportunities to share the gospel, to share testimony, to give an encouraging word, to bless them in the name of the Lord. We pray for these things. We ask your gospel to go forth powerfully and mightily in our land. It is our only hope, Father. We look around our country, and it's so, it can be so discouraging. But we thank you for Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Lord, thank you there's no one beyond your reach. Jesus, you are the way. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. And today we believe that, and so help us, Lord, to proclaim it, declare it, to live it, to believe it, to act in light of it. We pray these things. Strengthen us by your spirit today. Fill us with the joy of the Lord in all that we do, we ask. In Jesus' name, we pray these things and bless you. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. So glad to be along with you every day. I hope you do join us every day. Pass the word to your friends this weekend. Uh, Palm Sunday this this uh, day, we're going to finish up in the, or tomorrow's Palm Sunday, we're going to be finishing up tomorrow on the seven sayings of, I am sayings of Christ. And then next week, I say, I call it our week. It's Holy Week. It's the week that, that uh, changed the world. It is the week that changed the world. Starting tomorrow, Palm Sunday, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem triumphantly and the events that happened that week leading up to instituting the Lord's Supper, his trial, his death, his betrayal, trial and death, and then his resurrection. 
And so this is going to be a great week. Next week is our week to celebrate the greatest week that changed the world, and we're part of it. So I hope you join me. We'll talk a lot about these events in the life of Christ. Pass the word. Uh, tell your friends if they want to enjoy Holy Week in a special way and the, and the life of Christ in a special way. Make sure and join us next week uh, uh, as we talk about these things. And can I say that a lot of what has really motivated me along this lines to really dig into the life of Christ was my trip to Israel several years ago. I've now gone three times. We're going again next February. It was a life-changing trip for me. It has been. Every time I've gone, it's been a life-changing trip for me. Uh, this week, uh, yesterday, I was reviewing some of my uh, photos from there, and it just brought back such wonderful memories of the land, of friendships, of fellowship, and obviously of Jesus himself and being in the very places he went. If you've never been to Israel, or even if you have been, you might consider joining us on our tour next year. Uh, it will be a life-changing event for you as well. You can find more information on my website, tomthepreacher.com, and we can also there uh, subscribe to my daily email. And so check it out and, um, and make sure you subscribe and hit the notified and so on. So you have a great day, all right? God bless you today. Remember, Jesus is the way, and we are followers of the way. We are followers of the Christ, the Messiah. Don't ever be ashamed of that. It's wonderful news we have for the world. God bless you, and we will see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, right here. Bye-bye.